I mean, well, so, yeah. vacation is here anyway. Vacation is here now, and uh, and everything's. Oh, I got to get my notes. I did make a few notes, and it was fun to make the notes for this episode. It was like you know what was going through my head when I was looking at some of the different things that happened throughout the year. Was that that Billy Joel song? We didn't start the fire. I mean, we could yeah. make that whole song just about this one year. This year is terrible. I cannot wait until December 31st. I know, but here's the thing. What if what if 2021 sucks? Nah. Like, no. are we going to wake up on January 1st and this weight is going to be lifted? We had the worst pandemic. We did. In 100 years. We had the pandemic. We had the worst president. <laughs> That's not going to happen, like... We're getting vaccines now. We are. I love how Mitch McConnell's getting his first. <laughs> and Mike Pence. Uh -huh. The people who said the virus was nothing. You know, everybody recovers. So why are you getting the vaccine then? First in line. Tell you, man, the hypocrisy is real. <laughs> it's so real. <laughs> my goodness. I can't. Like I saw that on my Twitter feed. I was like, I had to squint. Uh, just are, you, are you sure? <laughs> and this, what's going on? That's hilarious. I had to squint. All right, everybody. Welcome to Strongly Worded. Um, episode, season one, episode 11. Yes. Episode 11. We're about to wrap up the year. I'm Sue O'Lear. And I am Johnny Hampton. And we are coming at you from a slightly retooled <laughs> dining room studio. I was... I, I went to podcaster school this morning and tried to make a few more tweaks. That's so, all right. That's all right. We're beginning right for season two. We are. We have some big plans for season two, which includes some equipment upgrades. So if you've hung with us through season one, we appreciate you. Um, I mean, we appreciate you anyway, but... Now, we appreciate if you listen to all the episodes. And, <laughs> and, then, and then share with your friends. Share with your friends. Exactly. Um, okay, so today we are here. We're going to kind of wrap up 2020 and, and talk a little bit about the year and then, you know, New Year, the coming New Year, maybe even some New Year's Eve. I was just saying to Johnny when I was preparing for the episode today and kind of going through some of the happenings of each month, I, uh, I was hearing that Billy Joel song in my head. We didn't start the fire. Don't, don't sing too much. I we, won't. But we, I, we can't pay him. I, <laughs> that's right. I can't afford Billy Joel. I don't make Billy Joel money. But um, I'm not Rodriguez rich or anything. <laughs> but, um, uh, but I definitely think we could write an entire episode. I mean, an entire version of that song just based on. This year has been year. so bad. Mm -hmm. I cannot. It's, it's been an experience. So if season 10 wasn't a bummer enough when I was crying about <laughs> Christmas without my dad, I went through today and, and made a list of all the shitty things that happened in 2020 for us to remember and talk about today. I mean, yes, there was a lot of bad The joyous podcast that is strongly worded. <laughs> well, do you remember what January started out with? Aside from... from uh, what did January start out with? Kobe Bryant passed away. Oh, that's right. I remember that. We were we were at the gym. Was that the end of January? Mm, I didn't write the date down. Here, I can look it up. Oh, I left my phone in my car. Oh, that's weird. You always have your phone on mm -hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was that was uh 
January 26th. Yep. I figured it. I thought it was, I, I thought it was the end of January. Okay. So. Yeah, I remember being at the gym coaching games that day. Why were we not at the gym? You weren't there? No. Cause, Are you sure? Because Joe and Carolyn went to the park to. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you didn't have any games? I guess maybe we didn't have any games. Yeah, I thought it was a Sunday. No, it was a Saturday. It was a Saturday? Because one of the refs told me. Okay. Yeah, that was a, it was definitely a Saturday. And um, it was a shock to everybody. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Yeah. Very, very, very sad. You know what else happened in January? A plague of locusts in <laughs> Africa. <laughs> We should have known then. I know. It should have tipped us off, right? It was a harbinger of things to come. It was. But January, uh, Australia was on fire in January. Remember that? Yes, I remember that. I assume the fires went out. I mean, it was quickly replaced by other news. You know, it's funny because so many other things happened. Like, I don't remember January at all. Yeah. At all. I didn't. There was a lot I didn't remember about it till I started compiling that was light research. stuff compared to. <laughs> I know. And in January, we thought we were going to, to war with Iran. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. I and, remember and, that. And Trump impeachment was all my, all my, my profile pictures and cover photos were all about impeaching Trump. And they did, <laughs> and they did not impeach him. Uh-huh. And now he still thinks he won the election somehow. Somehow. Um, Brexit, I think, happened in January. Yeah, but that that was just them finally doing it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Idiots. <laughs> and the big news of January, are you ready? <laughs> was that uh, Prince Harry and his wife oh, they resigned. Were That's from, right. That's when they made their announcement that they were stepping down from their role. You should have... Johnny just slapped his head and like... Like, I literally like, forgot about all these things. And that... You know, I watched The Crown. Yes. And Absolutely. I, I'm a big Crown fan, and I know I know it's you know fictionalized, but when you watch that show, like mm-hmm. if any of that stuff, <laughs> I mean, even if four percent of it is true, you understand. Uh-huh. Like if any of that stuff is true, you understand why they were out of there. Yep. Because when they don't like someone you married, mm-hmm. it's tough. So yeah, I forgot about that too. Yep. And now they're living life in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> hanging out. Yep. Having a baby, working on number two. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was January. One big thing happened in February. What happened in February? We lost your dad. Yeah, see, that's what it, that, that, I was going to say, like, I don't remember anything in January because my dad passed away in February. Mm-hmm. So, like, anything prior to him passing away, I don't really remember. Uh drama yeah he passed away february 7th um that was a shock well it was a shock to get the call he had not been doing well but and that was a friday morning early friday morning um i remember because we played the matanzas game that night Mm -hmm. and i talked to him the night before and he was going to come to the matanzas game excited about the game for a lot of reasons (laughs) (laughs) for those not in the know the matanzas game is like our rival game our big crosstown rivalry game yeah um in any sport really and also the coach of the jv team there also works for 
a rival community basketball organization. So my dad was interested to see the game. Mm -hmm. Basketball in Palm Coast, man. It's got a real seedy underbelly, doesn't it? <laughs> it's uh, I mean, I, ah! yeah, it's yeah. a... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any comment about that. <laughs> Not a public one anyway. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was that was a that was a big loss for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It really was. I'm sorry for your loss, John. Yeah, we will be but we talked about that a lot. Though. We do. Yeah. Um what else happened? Uh oh, February is when we had the State of the Union address and Nancy Pelosi ripped the speech in half. Yeah. I never watched the State of the Union address. When anybody does it, not only Trump, I just don't yeah. watch it because I—it's a bunch of BS. I mean, it really is. Yeah, it's, no matter who's the president, there's really not a whole lot that's. One side gets up and claps, the other side never gets up. It's all this theater, blah mm -hmm. blah blah. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you're uh, paying attention at all, you already know the State of the Union. There, it's not like there's any real revelations in right. that speech. Right. But the the part you know, nobody pays attention. Yeah. Is America so? Right. Um, Ahmad Arbery was killed in February. No, just the beginning, though, right? Right, that was just the beginning. Oh, we were all goodness. still at work and at school, so we weren't quarantined yet. So we weren't focused on the TVs yet. No, yes, thank God we were still at work in school. No, but stay tuned. But stay tuned. Twenty twenty gets better. Because next comes March, and March is when shit really started hitting the fan, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We um, we begin March excited about uh, uh, college basketball tournaments. Oh man! First of all, <laughs> for those who know me personally, they know I'm a huge college basketball fan. I'm a Tar Heel fan. I had a cousin that played at the school. Every year since I've been about sixteen. Um, when I was 16, 17, I used to cut school and watch the first two days of the tournament. And then I remember once on CBS, I saw this 60-minute piece where these dudes were meeting in Las Vegas watching the games. And I said, when I get a job, <laughs> I'm going to take those first two days off. Mm -hmm. And I've done it every year. Yep. We, uh, that's how our um, tradition of letting the kids take a personal day from school with, I mean, they can just say they want to do it. They don't have to have a reason, mm. like a hooky day, we used to call it. You're a good parent. Better and, than me. Uh, and that started around Joseph wanting to stay home and watch Michigan play in a Big Ten tournament when we mm. were in North Carolina. And it's evolved from there to involve more days of more basketball games. I hope my son never listens to this podcast <laughs> because <laughs> I don't feel like going, but you going. <laughs> you come see Auntie Sue, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, um, I mean, a lot happened in March, but I remember being at work. Um, I mean, Michigan, we, we had some high hopes for Michigan in tournament season last year. And, and I was getting all set up because my boss was very, at the time, was uh, very anti-sports at work. Mm. And so I had it all set up on my lap to see it on my laptop. And I pre-programmed the TV in the cafe because... I mean, I really think some of the residents were going to want it on. Of course. You know, in I was just, I was just going to watch as a fan because Carolina stunk last year. Yeah. They were like 10 and 21. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think last year was the season that we started out with like a 21-game streak at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Yep. And then my phone started 
I have that ESPN app, mm-hmm. and one after another, I just kept hearing <laughs> Yeah, because in March, that's when the pandemic started. Yeah, like really full force here. Yes, and I remember seeing things in late February about it. I was like, well, they're always saying this stuff. Right. I mean, yeah. I think it was actually called a national emergency back in January by the World Health Organization, yeah, well, but it was still something we were just watching on TV. Right. I, I can't I can't lie and say I took that seriously. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't take it seriously at all. Mm-hmm. And then when March hit and people started really getting sick, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. They canceled an, an NBA game before they canceled college. Yes, they can. And that's kind of what made me. I go. think cause it was Rudy Gobert because I think it was Utah and Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. He was playing yeah. playing around on the microphones, and then next thing you know, he had it. Yep, and people were pissed. People were pissed. Yeah. yeah. Yep, we were uh, at at work. We it was around St. Patrick's Day, right? Yeah, it was mid March. Yeah, because then... we were planning our St. Patrick's Day party at the cafe, and I got a call from. From the Met, the guys upstairs that were like, cancel everything. <laughs> yeah, and, and I had to work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, they sent us home in mid-March. Yeah, and, and everybody so... learned how that they could work remotely. Right. Well, and at first it was just two weeks to flatten the curve. Yes. Remember that? It was mm-hmm. two weeks. And, and my boss and I kind of looked at each other and we could still high five then because we didn't know not to touch <laughs> each other. Mm-hmm. And we were like, yes, because it had been it had just been already kind of a long, hard season at work with some turnover and different things. And we thought, yes, two weeks. Out, well, I never got a day off like they mm-hmm. um, they in point two seconds had me set up with the phone and the server on my laptop and everything to be able to keep. the. I was 100 percent not only deemed essential, but critical. My wife is a chef boss lady at one of the golf resorts here in town. She never missed a day of work. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no. In <clears throat> fact, a lot of times I worked more because everybody else was not. She didn't miss one day. Yeah. Which is a blessing. Really. Oh, it was a blessing. Grand scheme oh, of things. Oh, yeah, we, we needed it. <laughs> I know. I'm not, I really, I don't want to sound flip because I know a lot of people really did have to struggle, but. Still struggling. Yeah. But we'll get to that. We're only in March. I know. It's only March, y'all. <laughs> um, so two weeks to flatten. Oh, that's when the panic buying started. Oh, man. I will never understand. No one has been able to explain to me why in a pandemic everybody bought so much damn toilet paper. It's happened again. Why the toilet paper? Can anyone explain to me why? I don't understand. I mean, it's something future generations are going to look back on us and laugh at us for being idiots. Why did they have so much toilet paper? Like, it wasn't like, I don't understand. I'll never understand. I mean, seriously, what if we ran out of toilet paper? It wouldn't be, I mean, it w- would it really be? Use paper towels. Use a wash rag. Do something. Yeah, take a shower. <laughs> what is going on? Get a bidet. <laughs> uh, bidet. See, that's rich people talk. <laughs> Well, I aspire. <laughs> you see? I aspire notice to be that, rich one day. Notice that I did not mention a bidet. <laughs> That's not, out of my we're price We're not rate. trying to say that I, we're the rich ones here, are we? Need I, I remind you? I'm not the rich person. <laughs> you're just not. Just, you're just not poor. You're just no longer Johnny from the block. Shout, poor. Out, shout out to Victor. <laughs> Our number one fan. We have one listener out there. He wanted to remain anonymous. I don't but, care. Uh, <laughs> Who, I mean, literally, as soon as I press upload, 15 minutes later, we have a comment yeah, in our a... group chat, like, 
like he's listening and commenting along. I wish everyone would be like that. I know. We should all aspire to be like mm. Victor. We should get some t-shirts printed, be like Victor. No, he, he, no, he definitely doesn't want that. He's going to be... Oh, I took it too far? I took the joke too far? <laughs> he's really? going to be you horrified. Really gonna... He's going to be horrified I even mentioned his name. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, but yeah. Oh, and uh, March is when we started getting those images from Italy. Those were the first oh, images yes. that really were devastating. Yeah, man. I, and was it March when the, like the mayor, one of the mayors, was like out on the street making people get in their house, or was that oh. April? Because it, it all blurs for me yeah. at a certain point because I was mm-hmm. home for a while, which we'll discuss. Yeah. Yep. So that's when we started elbow bumping. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, April, so it started to get harder when I was researching to find non-COVID-related news items in April, May, June. But in April, that's when that asteroid passed by Earth. <laughs> Remember that asteroid passed really close by? I mean, really close, I guess, is relative. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Do you yeah. remember that? No. What I remember most about April is going to my job to meet a new COO and him telling me, hey, guess what? <laughs> You're furloughed. <laughs> Oh, nice to meet you, sir. Yes. I hate to be the one to tell you this. <laughs> I'm like, I hate for you to tell me this. <laughs> I had worked. I remember when I got home, I was telling my wife, since I was 18, I had never been out of work. And I was 43 at that time. I had worked nonstop for 25 straight years. Mm-hmm. I know, even when we moved down here, I was working like the next week. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit of a shock. I'm sure. Yeah. Like you don't know really what to do with yourself. No. And on top of everything else you were going through with your family. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Think. It was that I'm, April was a tough, tough month. Um, that was a tough one. Yeah. I think April is also when you and I started communicating more regularly. Yeah. Because I'm having those conversations because yeah. I was working. Yeah. And I had nothing else to do. <laughs> I was hitting up every chat. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I had nothing else to do. I was watching CNN all day. Mm -hmm. Well, not all day. I would watch CNN and make sure my son did his work because he was at home. Mm -hmm. They never, they had spring break in March and didn't go back to school. They didn't go back. Yeah. Yep. Uh, In April, um, on April 1st, worldwide, we reached 100, I'm sorry, 1 million cases worldwide. By the end of April... By April 30th, we had 1 million cases in the United States. So that was a pretty crazy month. The United States is, we are the most privileged people. We can't even stay in the house. Mm-hmm. Like, all you had to do was stay home. And, and it, we, we couldn't even do that. No, we couldn't even do that, right? Well. I think, it was April when we were having like uh, ice cream in parking lot? I put that in May. I think in April okay. we all were pretty much staying home. We were pretty much staying home. May is when I, I said we started having those socially distant meetups. <laughs> like I remember even seeing pictures on Facebook when people would, you know, be sitting on their tr- like on the, their truck beds or in the trunks, of, you know, around the back of their cars, and the cars mm-hmm. would be in the circle. And and uh, but no, you know what else happened at the beginning of May? What that turned out to be like the biggest bummer of 2020 that what it wasn't was, more exciting. What's that? Murder hornets. Oh. <laughs> See, all, all, that, all that stuff was all on the back burner, but I remember that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ugh, me. I mean, I thought that was going to be a good one, and it was kind of a flop. 
Yeah, May June is also May is also when I think we were supposed to play like our first Flagler United tournament. Right. Yep. We were. We were definitely not playing basketball yet. In no. May. No. No. We were not. Mm-mm. It was not even on the radar. Mm-mm. Nope. And then on May twenty fifth, we saw George Floyd and be that, murdered in the street, and that changed a lot. You know, it's funny. I have a friend, um, conservative friend. I don't know if he listens to the podcast. He should, but years ago, um, when Trayvon Martin got killed, I used to post all day about that. And he <laughs> sent me like a private message once, like, why do you always talk about uh, Trayvon Martin? There's a lot of things going on, and his big issue was abortion. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, First of all, it's my page. You can decide not to look at it. But I said to him, if we allow a regular citizen to kill a young black boy and get away with it. What do you think is going to happen in the future? And he, he said to me, he, he thought I was crazy. And what do we see after that? Police, we got Eric Garner. Now we're talking about George Floyd. And this is, so yes, people were home. I think that's what made the difference. Mm-hmm. Nobody was at work and they were able to see this whole video in which the police killed this guy. Right. And it triggered something in people. I think some people were already triggered, but it triggered something in more people. Right. It triggered something in white people. Which we, which, hey, listen. You know, which. We need. So, yeah, you know, if you, if you look over the history of the country, you know, you need, we need, you know, white people. All people well, to move things forward. You need to get the people in the group that are the oppressors to see exactly to see it your way. That's a great. I mean, way. that's how women obtain the right to vote, not by voting on it themselves, but mm-hmm. by getting men who had the right to vote to support their cause. Right. That's how I mean it. You know, yeah. I don't mean like you needed me. No, I understand. Yeah. And that's true. And you know, we had privileged people finally seeing that they were privileged. Mm-hmm. That they didn't have to have a conversation with their son about the police. Right. They didn't have to worry about getting shot when they got pulled over. And they took it to the streets. So in April, there were protests about the lockdowns. White people were taking their guns to the steps of the Capitol buildings because they wanted the stay-at-home orders lifted. May, we took to the streets in a totally different way. Yeah. Yeah, they were shutting things down. Yeah. You know, I'm not a huge fan of the looting, but I understand the frustration because America pays attention when you lose money. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I absolutely will not entertain a conversation with anybody that focuses on that aspect without understanding where it comes from or trying to discount an entire issue or movement. Because somebody, because of a picture they see on Facebook of somebody walking out of Target with a TV. Well, that's how you know people don't care, right? That's how like, you know people don't care. Like if they say, oh, you know, the looting, the looting, and you look at a Facebook feed and you have a friend on Facebook and all they're talking about is the looting, but they never mention George Floyd getting killed. Right. You know, and I always bring up a picture of kids looting when their team wins the championship. Yes. And I'm no looking one, at you, Michigan State University. And, and no one says anything. So, you know... People have selective outrage, mm-hmm. which I find. But yeah, you know, May is when you started to see um, on social media and things like that, people revealing themselves. For sure. I had more than one 
not so civil discourse with folks when, when, you know, when people, you know how it happens when people take the words of somebody like say Martin Luther King, oh. twist them around to use them right. against you. Yeah, but they don't. But they don't say. You know, they don't use the words. What he says, rioting is the is the language of the unheard. Mm -hmm. They don't remember that he said that. <laughs> yeah, that you know, as in later years, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was moving more towards Malcolm X than yeah. people think. And and the the people today, the white people today, that think that he was this beloved human at the time he was marching he was murdered y'all <laughs> yeah and he was murdered because he started talking about um economic equality mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite videos that i always share on that holiday which i have to take a personal day now because my where i work it's not a holiday anymore really i got a great story about that <sighs> not for the, not for not for this podcast but it's <laughs> fantastic um he's he has his mb i think it's nbc and he's talking about, you know, hey, now that we have civil rights, we need economic rights. Mm -hmm. We need access to the same type of jobs and mm -hmm. the same type of housing. And that's when they shot <laughs> Right? And, you know, like, and hey, so, listen, you want to go to the bathroom with us? You can. But you can't make this money. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll let you go to the bathroom next to me because I have to. Right. But, yeah, and to it's so it became for the first time really – uh, in my entire life, hugely uncomfortable to me to think about the times I've probably done that and looked back at the way I was taught history without, you know, going deeper and, and thinking about the whys. Like, like those protests in the 60s weren't these peaceful, No. you know, arm in arm no. singing. No, nah, people was getting hosed up uh -huh. <laughs> and everything uh -huh. while dog dogs buying them right and yeah. so for some reason and again maybe because we were all home maybe because you know you were one of my best friends maybe mm. for any number because my you know my kids any number of reasons um i had to you know i, I sat there and watched all this unfold in whatever month we're in now june and um feel like i had to relearn a lot and and if I was feeling like, why are we here again? Why are we having to go protest like this again? I can't imagine how you were. Yeah, you know, when you are a black man, there's a lot of stuff, you know, it depresses you at times. Because you're, you're just tired of seeing it. And, you know, but you've been seeing it your whole life. Mm -hmm. Whether it's Rodney King. I mean, there's so many. Like I said, Eric Garner. Um, there's another guy in Queens. Nah, I can't think of his name right now. He was about to get married and he got shot. Amadou Diallo was a big one. A hundred shots because he had a wallet. And so it's just another thing. And when people don't take the time to understand it, you know, it, it, it's upsetting. And, you know, I've talked a little bit. Like, I definitely have been an activist at times through my life. But how I learned that I was privileged, how I really started to understand my privilege are the periods of my life where I could turn it off and just focus on other things. Yeah, that's true. And for us, there is no turn off. Right. Like, I've never been to a job interview where I didn't worry about being black. Mm -hmm. You know, are they going to hire me? Am I going to be the only black guy there? Mm -hmm. So it's, yep. you know. It is what it is, though, right? So that's June. June is when Trump had uh, 
that photo op with the Bible that pissed me off so much oh, in front my of the goodness. church. Yeah, that was great, awesome theater. That was so awesome. You could still smell the tear gas in the air where they <laughs> gassed the crowds that were around the church five minutes before so they could clear the way for him to pose with the Bible. And 70 something million people voted for that guy. Yep. Yeah. And throughout this, throughout this time, you know, this is like a side note to the year. And I was thinking about this on the way in today. So, like, throughout the year, Facebook friends, right? We've lost some. And I lost some. And I was thinking to myself, so, throughout the year, you know, all these black men getting killed. And my father died. And you still unfriended me. Now, if you did that, we probably were not great friends to begin with. If you had no thought process to that. If you just clicked a button and was like, yo, this guy's out <laughs> over politics or something like that, mm -hmm. knowing the year that I was having, mm -hmm. that says something. Yeah. It does. I mean, I think this year said those kinds of things in a lot of ways. Yeah. It, it, it put things into focus mm -hmm. for me personally. Mm -hmm. 2020 was a focus year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't, I wasn't going to talk a lot about it because you know, we let February pass. But when my dad died, it focused a lot of things mm -hmm. because, you know, friends step up at that time. And I had a lot of friends that did that here in town and, <clears throat> excuse me, from back home. So, but yeah, you know, as the year goes on and more and more stuff happens that affected me personally. You you know who your real friends are because your real friends check in on you. So this was the year that explained to me who friends were. Mm -hmm. And it allowed me to have uh, a good radar for bullshit too. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, there are a lot of traits that are similar between me and my daughter. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. <laughs> that is the truth. I mean, don't say that like it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. But <laughs> it's just... You can tell. I talked to both of you mm -hmm. um, about a variety of different things at times. <laughs> and there are times when I am talking to your daughter that I have to ask myself, did Sue take her phone? <laughs> nope. Because she is an ideology just like you. Nah, and that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I, I love you. So mm -hmm. bad, thi bad thing for these young boys, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good thing. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> they just don't know it yet. But one thing that she and I share is this streak of empathy within us that makes us care a little too much about what people think. Mm, I'm, yes, that's true. And I tell you what, what cured it for me was 2020. Like somehow in some way, and there are times of my life that it's easier than others or situations where it's either easier than others. But some of what was revealed throughout this year made me okay with saying, you know what? It's okay that we're not friends. It's okay that we're not connected. It's fine. My dad gave me a lot of good advice over my whole life. But one of the things he told me, I probably was in the sixth or seventh grade. He turned to me once. I think I was upset over some kids bullying me or some nonsense. And he was like, yo, not everybody's going to like you. Mm -hmm. Yep. Period. And I think girls especially. 
oh man need to learn that lesson and Le- i've sent the memes to carolyn that say stuff like be okay with people not liking you and hey, listen and uh, and you don't have to accept someone's friendship just because it's offered i was having a conversation with her about something the other day and she mentioned something and i said to her you don't owe these people zero percent of anything mm-hmm. no one can define you but you period doesn't matter what anyone says here or there, anywhere. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You don't have to play no role for what you want is what you want. Yeah. Period. That's it. And that I think that's very important uh, for young ladies mm-hmm. to to realize that they they have they have power over their narrative. Yep. No one else has that power. Mm-hmm. You got that power. Yep. And yeah, you know, and that's what my dad told me. He's like, listen, not everyone's gonna like you, so you just gotta do you. Mm-hmm. And it has served me well. Mm-hmm. Because I don't give two shits with anybody, <laughs> <laughs> like, and my wife always gets mad. She's like, I'm, like she doesn't, like, of course you don't, because you only care about what you care about. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you know, I've always had a relatively small circle, and I don't necessarily hold on to relationships from way back when. Like, you know, Facebook, I have connections with people that I knew when I was a kid or whatever mm-hmm. that are, but I don't pick up the phone and call very many of them. Yeah, I mean, I have a few friends um, from way back in the day um, that I still that I still talk to, and if they're in town, I go see them and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, but um, yeah, there's not that many of those. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, probably two of them from junior high school that I talk to regularly. Um, from high school, I probably have two more from there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a lot. Yeah, you know, friends from the neighborhood that's different. I talk to a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's what this year taught me, though. Like, it taught me the people that really care. Yep. And, you know, <laughs> you know, don't, hard times reveal themselves, and 2020 was hard. Yeah. So. The Flagler Palm Coast High School boys basketball team is currently fundraising for the 2020-2021 season. Due to the pandemic, donations are down and traditional fundraising efforts are limited. The team is looking for contributors who would like to adopt a bulldog this season. With a $170 donation, you provide a tracksuit, team shirt, gym bag, and contribution toward new home jerseys for one member of the FPC Boys JV or Varsity team. Those interested in adopting a Bulldog or making a donation in any amount can reach out to us at the Strongly Worded Podcast or contact Flagler Palm Coast High School directly. FPC contact information will be listed in our show notes and checks can be made out to FPC with Boys Basketball Donation listed on the memo line. Flagler Palm Coast Boys Basketball appreciates you. Yep. Um, So into July, cases surpassed 4 million. We had 143,000 deaths from COVID by by July. Uh, Yet, we here in Florida faced... uh, phases of reopenings and we decided to play basketball yes um for the longest time i was against that too like i remember i remember uh, the league director i'm co-commissioner of the league he would uh, message me and the other co-commissioner and i was the i was like the holdout yeah 
<clears throat> I was the one saying, hey, we can't do this. But he made a, a very good point. He was like, I don't know when this is going to be over. Right? So we had a meeting at my house with a bunch of people, the two co-commissioners and another coach who might as well be co-commissioner. Well, he doesn't come as often, but he helps us out planning. And we talked about all of the health precautions we would take. And it was a lot. Mm -hmm. But we had a successful season. So, so yeah, I, uh, I was with you. I was kind of holding out too, but I was learning a lot uh, from a public health standpoint because we were reopening things at work too and kind of going through the same decisions about how to do it safely and how to do this and that. And, and I just, I kept saying, I don't think it's time. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But those kids needed something to do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't trust anyone else to do it with the level of care and attention to detail and willingness to enforce this new way of doing it. Then I, I didn't trust anybody more than I trusted us. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it was, it was a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. It still is. We still go in that gym and it's still hard. Yeah. And everybody's sick of it, including us, but we still have to do it. You know? <laughs> yeah. You We've know. Been People, fortunate yeah like adults and kids think we want to walk around tell them to put masks on no i don't want to do that i just want to come coach the game and enjoy them like i used to yeah but we can't do that right now i don't want to stand here and argue with you that's for sure right. but here we are right on a saturday <laughs> not getting paid for it right right so that you know yeah. so that your kid can have this activity and these influences right and this thing and there have been times that i've taken uh, a little heat from people who are not in our circle yeah. when I post a picture or uh, something on social media yeah, about what we're doing because they don't understand. Yeah, they don't know what we're, they don't know what we're doing, and they don't know the why. Yeah, you know, I think it's super easy to take, and I'm not singling anybody out, but I think it's super easy for someone who uh, may or may not be married, but maybe doesn't have kids, and maybe can easily work remotely, and maybe doesn't. I don't know. They, Everybody's looking at it from their own sort of viewpoint, but I mean, I've got, and as you do, you know, we've got these kids whose friends are going to be out doing this stuff and mm -hmm. it's real, like their feelings about it are real. And you know, my kid's a senior. I tell you what, I don't care who wants to criticize me. I wanted him to have a last season of basketball. Yeah. You know, I always say this and it's so true. The reason America has never been as great as it could be is because we lack empathy. And so what you're saying is just a lack of empathy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at this thing from my point of view and not try to put myself in the shoes of a young kid who is staying at home, doesn't have access to a gym, doesn't have access to anything. Maybe his parents are struggling. Maybe they're even out of work. Mm -hmm. And to give him just a couple of hours of like diversion from that yeah. to come play ball. It's a big thing. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I am really can say now, looking back, I'm 100% glad the decision was made Yeah. to start. Yeah, I mean, we did the right thing. I think we did. I mean, I wasn't at the meetings. I was still just... Yeah, we did the right thing. And of course, you know, I won two out of three championships, so... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> was a good year. <laughs> it was. Um, we move into August... We uh, we gained a Kamala Harris as 
a pre vice presidential nominee in August. Wait, that, that was in August? That was in August. Man. Yep. It was because Trump's first campaign rally was at the very tail end of June. Remember that in that 20,000 seat stadium Oklahoma? and 6,000 people came? Yeah, and, Her and Herman, and Cain, Herman got Cain got sick. Yeah. Joe Biden, the, the Kamala Harris was a big, was a, a good move for him. It was a good move for all of us, I think. Yeah, I think politically, very good for him. Mm -hmm. um, we lost Chadwick Boseman in August. That was tough. Yeah. Yeah, man, he had cancer, didn't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? He shot all those movies going through cancer treatments. Mm -hmm. That is insane. And didn't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. What makes somebody do that? I think with the Black Panther thing, if you see some of his interviews, I think he realized how important it was yeah. to black people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what made him do that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the other movies I don't know, but that I know he felt a huge responsibility, as they all did, the people who were involved in it, um, to make that movie. So yeah, I mean, that was a shock. I remember um, my friend texted me about it. I was like, what, What's going what happened? And then to see that it was cancer, it was tough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had a lot of loss this year. Um, so, you know, from just personal to celebrities, mm -hmm. just a, to the pandemic, that's a lot of loss. Yeah. And you'd think uh, that it would have brought us together the way no. Other hard times have brought us together, this but it sure didn't, did it? No, this country doesn't do that. No. So that, and that's well, the it did on September 12th. What happened September 12th? Because after September 11th happened, I mean, I feel like we came in, together for a minute. In 2001? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... No? Did, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, we, I'm not saying it lasted or it was genuine or whatever, but... In general, this country is not together. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's why we have people fighting over the pandemic. Like, people who don't even believe in science anymore. Mm -hmm. right. Definitely the downside of our access to all this information is also our access to misinformation. No question. I used to say when I was still on the studio and was pers doing personal training, I would see people on social media doing these dumb 200 squats a day challenges and crap like this. And I would say, you know, anybody can put something up on the Internet. It doesn't make it smart or important or a good thing to you don't need to do 220 squats a day just because somebody put a meme up on facebook and is trying to get a group together to do it to, there's no benefit to that and I, I don't understand it like i found out in 2020 just how many dumb people there are yes like they believe anything uh -huh. i don't just because it's on the internet doesn't make it true and i don't understand that and 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 the whole people who want to stop the misinformation are really just suppressive personalities are really just trying to to keep the truth from being out there they, what these people are just nuts <laughs> I, i'm sorry like i don't want to disrespect <laughs> but these people are nuts like if you don't believe a dr fauci like you're nuts this guy has been a doctor for many years working with infectious diseases for many years but we're supposed to listen to the my pillow guy I just can't. Like I, 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 and I still see it. Like you know, people saying they won't take the how. How do they come up with the vaccine so quickly? Well, it's 2020. Right. Should it and, take as long? And they've been studying 
COVID, other COVIDs, right? Up to this point where, where research could apply. Even and... if they haven't, it's 2020. This is not the 60s. Why should it take three years? We have more technology. We have smarter people. Like, what's going on? Man, listen, I got to say, when a vaccine comes, shoot it in my arms. I need to be able to go places, do things, and not worry. Mm-hmm. I am a fat black man. <laughs> <laughs> I am high risk. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> when it comes, hit me off. Yep. So we lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg in September. Oh, that was a big one. That was a big one. Yeah, she she almost made it. If she could have just made it. Oh, that was a big one. A lot of people were sad about that. I was sad I was about that. I was extremely sad about that, yeah. But I wasn't sad for the reasons other people were. A lot of people get worried about the numbers on the Supreme Court. And I keep saying, and you've seen with some of their decisions recently, people get on the Supreme Court, and then some of them actually follow the law. Yes, they actually uphold the law. They don't use party ideology to decide cases so i don't worry as much about that as just losing just a good person from the supreme court we need good people on that court Mm -hmm. um with high moral character we need those kind of people and i i was a little bummed though i don't know that she ever would have retired but i was a little bummed that she as with a lot of people who reach a certain age, even like with my dad, that uh, it seemed like there was not a, a lot of, I mean, she had a lot of issues in those last couple of years. She lived through a lot of discomfort. Yeah, she was, if she was going to retire, she would have did it when Obama was president. Yeah. She wasn't going to retire. Yeah. Um, because I'm petty. Oh, boy. That September is also when there was that Trump boat parade where the boat sank. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. And September is also when we had the O'Lear anniversary birthday extravaganza. Yes, 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 yes. yes. September is a big month in the O'Lear household because it is our wedding anniversary. It was our 20th wedding anniversary. It was Carolyn's 13th birthday. A lot of wings. A lot of wings. And then my birthday and my husband's birthday. So we did it up. But it was really just a Carolyn's birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Carolyn asked for her birthday party. She wanted our basketball family together. She didn't, you know, last year she wanted her girlfriends to come over and we had a disco dance party. And I changed, I got my disco balls out from the studio and changed all the colors of the light bulbs all through the house and whatever. But but she wanted her B-fam with her this year. Yeah, it was and, good. Which was a good thing because really, I mean, we'd only been hanging out with each other. Like, we were our own pod through the summer, mm-hmm. right? So I felt comfortable doing it. And I've still only hang for the For the last 10 months now, mm-hmm. um, since my dad passed away, I've only hung out with you guys. I know. <laughs> I call it my pod, but really it's just my life. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't need anybody else in it. I'm good. I'm good. That I'll, was a fun party. The kids had a lot of fun. Yep. That was a fun party. Um, October again, because I'm petty, Trump tested positive for the coronavirus. Of course he did. Of course he did. Because he's reckless. Yes. These dudes. Captain <laughs> Super Spreader, right there. Yeah, he was reckless. Yeah. So, of course, he tested positive. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, just I'm so I will be so glad when he's gone. Mm-hmm. So glad, and I'm so sorry. I feel so sorry for the people who attach themselves to him via social media and deleted friends who criticize Trump. I don't feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for them because they're idiots. <laughs> I don't feel sorry. I <clears throat> feel sorry uh, for all of the loss that can't that is attributed to um, these differences, these political differences. These people lost good friends over a man who don't give two shits about them. Period. He don't care about Joe. He doesn't care. He doesn't. I wonder if this was today or yesterday. Um, My Facebook memories brought something up today. Well, I didn't even check mine. I usually check mine every day. Um... No, the one that I really wanted to read was yesterday's, and I don't. Oh, it was a good. It's one. gone now, probably. So it's gone now. Oh no, it's right here. I said, and Nadine shared it. Uh, I love how folks think that by deflect think that deflecting by bringing up past wrongs make this guy's actions okay. It's like the most basic, I don't really have a defense move ever. No matter who did what before us, no matter what happens after us, we should be doing what is right. And what is right is to stop this madness and do better. The problem with electing a businessman instead of a public servant is that he thinks everything is transactional. He serves no one but himself, y'all. And if you think that fraud of a billionaire cares about you or your wife or your husband or your kids or your widow or widower or your veterans or your elderly or your quality of life or anything that doesn't benefit him directly, you're sadly mistaken. But the economy is bullshit. I sit in the stands every night with people working 70 plus hours, my husband included, who still don't make ends meet and who certainly aren't home with their babies. And it's shameful in this country that anyone should struggle like that. And just like that, you could hear all of the unfriend, unfriend, (laughs) unfriend, unfriend happening. But I was okay with it. Like, listen, it's, it's not about some of these issues. So many of these issues to me are not about politics. They're about who you are as a human being and how you view the world. And uh, it is okay to have a boundary. That's what I think. Do you know what else happened in October? What? The strongly worded podcast was born. Oh! Talking about just these types of things. (laughs) (laughs) When I texted that picture that day. Yes, we were going out to dinner that night. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we talked about it that night. Yeah, we were going out to dinner, and I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> and here we are. Yes. Still being strongly worded. In five countries. In five countries. <laughs> How many countries do you think we'll be in this time next year? <laughs> five? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know either. I don't know. I think a lot more. Uh, November... We gained a president, a president-elect. Yes. And I lost my dad. Oh. High highs and low lows. Yeah. That was... um. That was just last month. Yeah. God, just, it seems like forever was ago. Was it five weeks now? Yeah, today. Today, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was tough. That yeah. was tough. That was tough. But we talked about that ad nauseum. In the yeah. last episode, I don't feel like 
People need to start reaching for their stop buttons right now. <laughs> These guys are depressing. I am never. <laughs> you know, they are not strongly worded. <laughs> you go to therapy. Sadly. <laughs> you don't Wait, need you mean pocket. that's not what this is? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's funny? Do you know what my dad's name is? What? George Floyd. George Floyd Bennett. Is it? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the, I mean, there's no greater meaning to that. It was just wow. something that stuck out to me. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, I mean, so yeah, this year has been tough. It has. And, and so, that, and that's what I'm saying. But 20. there are good things that have also come out of the toughness. I always believe that it's like that photograph of the flower growing through the crack in the asphalt. The concrete. The, the rove, concrete. The rove that grew from. <laughs> yeah, is that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the asphalt. I don't, <laughs> shut up. Listen, I can't be 100%. Uh, eloquent 100% of the time <laughs> but it true. is like that I mean the the downside to learning the truth about people is that the upside is that the people who are around you are should be around you no I mean I, I agree with that like for me like I said um, just I have a really a, a strong appreciation for my friends now so whether it's you, Joe, even Fitz, uh, Victor, Nadine, you know, all these people who have constantly checked on me mm-hmm. and been good friends. Um, I have an appreciation for, like, my friend Nate Perry, who would just call me randomly after mm-hmm. my dad died, just for no reason. Mm-hmm. He, would just, he would just call me. Mm-hmm. Or my friend Corey, who I went to high school with, who would, he would check on me too. So these, these are... People now have a, a strong appreciation for, mm-hmm. and and I love the people that that listen that I that will shoot me a text or shoot you a text. Like I, I my friend Bridget will shoot me a text every now and again, and be like, I was listening to you in the car. It was like us having coffee. Yeah, you know, and it yeah, it's I'm, a great it's a neat connection. I appreciate yeah. it a lot right now. Yeah, so you know, so you're right. 2020 did help. Mm-hmm. All all the madness helped. Mm-hmm. And it helps you move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people try to take advantage of you in 2020, but we won't. <laughs> but it's not going to happen. No, it's not. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so uh, this, um, we're recording this the week before Christmas, but I want to think a week further ahead about, new. do you make New Year's resolutions? Yeah, I got the same resolution every year. <laughs> <laughs> My my resolution is always in the next year to be uh, a better father, a better husband, a better son, a better friend. That's it. I don't make any. I'm not gonna lose forty pounds this year. I'm not. I don't do any of that. I just want to constantly get better. And I'm sure some years I fail. <laughs> I don't think. So. But think that's so. that's what I say every year. That's all I want to do. Be better than I was this year. Be best. Be best. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you, Melania. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You, you make resolutions? I do. And sometimes they're, um, there's nothing, you know, I worked in fitness for a long time, and there's nothing that I hate more than the industry preying on oh. people this time of year. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do try to make some that are uh, sort of bold in general and some that are simple. Like last year, my uh, New Year's resolution was to floss more. Mm. 
which I've done well with that attainable. Um, but yeah, 2021, I've got to get my shit back together physically. I, uh, no comment. I know, but I really do. I, I know how to do it and I don't want to end up in a situation where I was, uh, you know, three or four years ago when, when I was in a complete adrenal crash and sick and exhausted and whatever. And, yes. and I've been making these half-assed attempts. I got to do some stuff too. Yeah. And, and, you know, since then, one of the major things that the doctor spoke to me about was how I manage stress. And it had a lot to do with our move down here. Mm. And we did, a Joe and I did a lot of purging of, I'm I'm probably using the word inappropriately, so don't come at me because I know, but I'm going to say it anyway. It was, it was, we did the bad juju cleanse, like anything (laughs) that had bad juju attached to it, whether it was people or or material things or whatever we purged. I purged some really unhealthy relationships with people and we left town because of, not because of it, but like it helped like mm-hmm. put an end to some of those relationships that were, were not helping me be my best. And when we moved down here, I said, I said I'm not going to, like I said a few minutes ago, I'm not going to be friends with somebody just because friendship is offered. Um, friendship is earned. Yeah. Right. Right. But I think that in 2021, yes, I need to get some some shit together in terms of my health again. And I uh, need to do that too. So my wife is always on me about it. But I, yeah, and I, I really need to do it and not just another New Year's resolution kind of way. I know what to do. I got to get back to, to that. Because so the, the hard stuff's not going to stop. Ha- that was the point I was going to make. The hard stuff's not going to stop happening. No. You know, like it's not going to stop coming at you. Because I've kind of said, oh you know, this is going on and stressing me out. I'll start Monday or, uh, you know, I'm going to do this or whatever. And, or, uh, I'm sitting at my dad's bedside going, Oh, I'll, I'll, I promise I'll take better care of myself. If you just, you know, yeah, nope. I gotta, I gotta fix some stuff. And 2021 is the year. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what happens this time next year. You know, one year I made the new year's resolution to do more cardio. That was it. That was my New Year's resolution. By June that year, I was a Zumba instructor. No, that, well, you, you're hitting out the park with the New Year's resolutions. Now, what do the old years do on New Year's Eve? Uh, not much. We usually stay home. Um, I have never in my life gone out for New Year's. Mm-hmm. We didn't. I think when before kids, we might have done a little of that. Like I have a photo of us with uh, good friends when we still lived in Michigan at mm-hmm. their home. Like we haven't done the pay 150 bucks to go out and to a restaurant kind of thing. And that's part of it. So living yeah. in New York, I never wanted to go to Times Square because mm-hmm. it was freezing and packed. I never wanted to go to a club because the same club you paid $20 to get into last week is 200 Yep. And I just, we just stay home and watch. Well, it used yeah. to be Dick Clark. Now it's Ryan Seacrest. Right. Yep, that's pretty much, even when we did go out, it was just to a friend's house, um, except for one year. The year, what, 2017, I think? Oh, recently. Recently. It was our last, or maybe it was 2016. It was our last year in North Carolina. And um, Joe and I got together with good friends of ours, not the toxic people I was leaving behind. <laughs> good friends of ours, Jovi and her husband, Robbie, and we went, there was a, a really cool little farm-to-table restaurant oh. that we went to. They were doing a, a like a champagne tasting meal. Nice. So with every course, we tasted a different champagne. And, nice. And it was 
fun and delicious and kind of fancy and a little outside of what, I mean, we were still home before midnight, so we had midnight with the kids. Nice. And we bought a bottle of champagne that we popped when everything was settled for us to move down here. We had, we signed on the house, Joe had the store, you know, whatever. And, Mm -hmm. and we popped the bottle and all four of us had some. And Joseph and Carolyn tasted it and then gave it back to us, <laughs> which was fine because I've never bought a $100 bottle of champagne in my life. <laughs> like, I don't know that I ever would again. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was one New Year's Eve that we did put on something sparkly and went out. I'm never going out. Yeah. Never. But I told you what we do on New Year's Day. Since oh, the we beach. we moved down here, we yeah, go to the beach. beach. Yeah. yeah. I sleep. And eat, eat, you, eat leftover food. <laughs> yeah, do you eat greens and... No, my mom used to do that, though. Yeah, we do that. Yeah, like mm-hmm. greens for with the money and mm-hmm. black eyed peas for luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom used to do that back in the day. But no, me and Ev don't do that. We make... Maybe you she, should try. She makes meatballs. <laughs> I, don't, I don't... I'm not a superstitious person. Right. Although, when it comes to sports, I am like... <laughs> I will not... If I'm on a winning streak, we will, I will not cut my hair. <laughs> I love that. And I look crazy, America. I'm bald. It doesn't grow all the way. <laughs> and what I, wonder, I mean, we could probably nah. tattoo the top of that head. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Please don't ever do that. I know you won't ever do that. <laughs> no. But, yeah. So, yeah, we stay home, too. So, I'm, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to a new year. I don't think 2021 can be as... Well, you don't want to jinx it, but... But, yeah, please don't finish yeah, that thought. Don't say it I won't. I won't. Well, listeners, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am, if you're listening and, and it means that, uh, you're part of our strongly worded family and we are thrilled to have you. And this has been a fun couple of months. And if you've hung in with our technical, uh, learning curve and all of that, I can tell you, Johnny and I have big plans for 2021 in this podcast and improving all of that and some great topics. And we've, uh, are working on some, uh, some guests to join us in the new year and we just really hope that you stick with us we enjoy making this podcast a lot and your feedback is a lot of fun for us uh, if you want to leave a five-star review some kind words about the pod on itunes that would be awesome if you have criticism just email us <laughs> <laughs> you don't don't put that out in just the shoot us a line at uh, strongly worded podcast at gmail.com <laughs> Um, please continue to participate in our Facebook group. If you're not in it yet, find the strongly worded pod group. No, the strongly worded podcast group. I don't know. There's only one. You can search it and find us. Please join us and join the conversation. Yes. Let us know what you're doing on New Year's Eve. And if you have any goals, uh, set for 2021, uh, I think it would be super fun to learn more about all of you. And next week, We are working on uh, a kind of a fun best of episode, Um, some of the highlights from season one. And then in January, we will be hitting you with season two. Right. And it's going to sound a lot better. Yeah. It's going to sound great. Yeah, I think so. This has been super fun. Thanks for doing this podcast with me, Johnny. Yes. You know, I've, I've been wanting to do it for a long time. So thank you for sending me that picture that day thank you for not taking that picture and going and showing it to dave and say hey we can borrow sue's mics and do this (laughs) podcast together (laughs) yeah i was like hey i'll buy those from you (laughs) i'm glad you didn't yeah all right we'll see you guys in the new year happy new year everybody strongly worded (laughs) with johnny and sue that's fun yeah
The Strongly Worded Podcast is written and produced by Johnny Hampton and Sue O'Lear. Music production and vocals by Marshall Max Lamont Hamilton.